When Doran Company's president and CEO Anne Barrent purchased the majority stake in the company last May, she set the company on a path that is both new and well-worn. The Bloomington-based general contractor and commercial real estate development company has changed since it was founded 13 years ago, moving into multifamily projects after getting a start in student housing. Company founder Kelly Doran was active before that in retail development. And in 2018, the company also established an office in Denver. In February, the company was certified as the fourth largest woman-owned business in Minnesota by the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, the largest third-party certifier of businesses owned, controlled, and operated by women in the United States. Barrent started as Doran Company's general counsel in 2011 before moving up the company's leadership structure to lead the 300-employee company, which had more than $250 million in revenue in 2019. Reporter Matt Johnson recently sat down with Barrent to learn more about her career and initial months as Doran Company's majority owner. Ann Barrent, thank you for speaking with me today. Happy to be here. Thanks uh, for talking with me. So, what I want to start with is, how did you wind up in this line of work? Well, I think probably like most um, people leading businesses, my path was not a straight line. I uh, started my career as an attorney, so I'm, I'm uh, an attorney by training and practiced in private practice for about seven years and then came to Doran. And for as much as people talk about you know, networking and connections, I had, I really had no connections to this place. I applied to a blind ad uh, for an attorney and came here when the company was about 20 people. And um, really the rest is history. I've been part of this organization and worked closely with, with my two partners now, uh, Kelly Doran and Ryan Johnson, on um, all of the strategic decisions that we've made over the course of, of the last nine years. And so um, my path to CEO was not anything that I ever intended, uh, but it, it actually felt relatively natural because of the fact that I was, um, I always had a seat at the table as we were deciding where we wanted to go and how we wanted to get there as a company. So you came in as an attorney. How did you develop your interest in development, commercial real estate, um, and everything that goes into that? I'm a natural learner. Um, I really always have been that way, and, I, and actually our company is very much based on that principle. Um, at Doran, there's not any person who can come into this company and know everything about all of the different areas of our business because they're so unique. And um, just as I could not go upstairs and do the job of any of our um, lead design architects or any of our uh, construction uh, executives, um, that same principle is true for every person in the company. And so um, we inherently have to rely on each other, trust each other, um, learn from each other. And so as I would approach a new problem, a new you know, development opportunity, um, it, it has really never um, been a barrier to me to learn something new, to dig in, to figure it out, and to determine, okay, what do we need to, what do we need to get done today in order for this project to be successful? You're six months into your new role. 
what has uh, changed about what you do day to day now versus what you did just before you took on your new role? And, you know, what are, are the new challenges that, that you faced in that time? In my role, in my previous role as chief operating officer, I was overseeing all of the day-to-day functions of the company, and I'm still doing that. I think the difference is that um, in the role of COO, you're very much internally focused. Uh, and so, you know, while I, I have had relationships um, with, with all of our key clients, um, and I had an external presence to a point, I think that's been the biggest change for me, is just the amount of um, external focus that the role of CEO requires. And so um, my, my time management day to day has been the biggest challenge for me. Uh, you know, where do I and how do I prioritize my time and, and where do I need to be when? I, th- I think I'm, I'm getting better at it, but I'm still getting my feet under me on that aspect of this role. What impact do you think being certified as a woman-owned business will have on Doran companies, and what sorts of new partnerships could that lead to? As I've said previously, I think that having the certification is a a really great tool in our toolbox. I think that um, it's something that um, will benefit us as we seek to expand our, especially our construction business, and look at opportunities to partner with clients that we don't currently have relationships with. Um, But it doesn't change our core business. It doesn't change anything that got us to where we are today. And it it really allows us to um, be selective and strategic in how we grow, but it's not going to change change the fact that we will grow, um, kind of regardless of whether we have the certificate or not. You and two other Doran executives started Doran RE Partners back in 2018. What sorts of deals and projects is this new, has this new company started, and what might be in the works in the future that maybe you haven't talked a lot about yet? So Dorinari Partners is a development company that I own along with Tony Keekley and Ryan Johnson, and we have a project under construction right now in Minnetonka that will open uh, later this year. And then we have uh, two other projects that are in um, early stages of of development um, that we're working on. So um, we will continue to look for new opportunities with that entity, and you'll continue to see development happening it within within this company, but through other avenues other than um, purely Kelly Doran led deals. Speaking of Kelly Doran, uh, I've got sort of an open question for you. Answer it however you like, with an anecdote, with an explanation. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to several CEOs and presidents who have followed uh, immediately after founders who have stepped back from the role. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that experience as best you can? I think that for any leader, um, one of the things that is uh, really the most, one of the most important uh, aspects of, of being an effective leader is to be yourself and be genuine and lead in a way and in a style that works for you. 
And so um, Kelly and I have a, a great relationship and we have uh, worked closely together and challenged each other uh, over the years on many things. And that relationship is intact and alive and well and is still um, a, a really a, a key benefit that I think uh, we collectively bring to this company. We have very different styles and we're different people. And I think we both see a lot of value in that. And so from my perspective, I am going to continue to lead as I always have in a way that works for me. And I'm going to make decisions that I think are the right decisions based on on all of the different um, pieces of information that I take in and bring to the table to ultimately get to the conclusion that I reach, which may be different uh, than the decisions that Kelly would have made. And so um, we are navigating this um, as best we can, and it's going very well. But I think like any change in in a family, this is we very much view ourselves as a family. Uh, you take it day by day. You continue to communicate openly about it, and you take the long view and know that you're on a path uh, of evolution. And so you, you have to be open to the fact that you're not going to be able to lay it out perfectly, and you have to um, react in a respectful way as you as you encounter issues. And we've we've always done that in the past. We continue to do that today, and and we will into the future. So we've talked about what you do in the office, but could you tell me a little something about what you like to do with your time away from work? Well, I am a Minnesotan. I, I grew up here and I love this place and the state. And so I spend as much time um, outdoors with my family as I possibly can when I'm away from work. I have two kids and a dog and a husband. And um, Probably like many Minnesotans, on a beautiful summer day, my favorite place to be is is on a lake. Um, and so we spend a fair amount of time swimming and boating and doing other lake activities um, when the weather's nice. And in the winter, um, we live close to Lake Minnetonka, so we'll go for uh, cross-country skis and long walks uh, out on the lake as a family. And that's really one of my very favorite ways to spend my free time. And last question I have here, um, do you have any words or sayings that you live by? And if so, what are they? Well, I'm going to preface this by saying that I, I don't typically do well with questions where you have to choose a single answer, like what's your favorite color, what's your favorite movie, or what is your favorite saying. But I will share with you um, advice that my grandfather uh, gave me that I always clo hold close, um, and that is... Uh, he would say, you know, kiddo, it only costs a little more to go first class. And coming from him, so he's this wonderful person, um, and uh, we lost him um, over a decade ago now, but um, he was a school teacher his whole life, and I honestly don't know whether he ever flew first class. I, I don't know that he did, um, but the point is, you know, look for little moments of joy and and find those in your life and and grab them and say yes to those opportunities. And that's how he lived his life. And so I think that 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 message of of just really looking for happiness and joy in the in the small things, um, whatever that is for you, is really important. Well, Ann Barron, thank you so much for sitting down with Finance and Commerce today. We really appreciate 
getting your perspective on your company's new status and getting an update on your new role. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.